0: Welcome, 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 everybody, to 90s Mixtapes. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hello. And we are here today. (laughs) This is, I believe, our second episode this week. We are talking about TV shows.
1: Well, it's only the second episode this week because the last one was late. Shh,
0: be careful. TV shows (laughs) that were released in May of 1993. So for those that don't know, if you're just stumbling upon this because you're seeing the header or you're seeing anything like that, we are a basically a 90s nostalgia podcast. Mm-hmm. We are a couple kids that born in the 80s. Kids. <laughs> grew up in the 90s, and uh, it's having a moment right now. And we're really just enjoying the nostalgia vibes. We're enjoying our microphones. We're enjoying engaging with the audience. And we're just enjoying coming out and talking about some of the things that we remember, some things we really like. We chose 30 years as a starting point just because it was... I mean, you throw a dart, and that's appears to be like. I mean, some people do like twenty five years, and be like, "This show was released twenty five years ago, or this thing was released thirty years ago." Like in terms of like uh anniversaries and stuff. But I feel like thirty years is cool because there's so much content that has been recycled and reused in the yeah. past. Like let's say thirty years, right? I'm thinking we're coming up on Jurassic Park next year, and all these things. this this content that people just like. We still got these franchises going. We still got their shit going. So I think thirty years is a good time to kind of look back and. See what changed, see what didn't. Right. So we are talking today specifically about TV shows. So our format is uh, while we're playing our wonderful game of Trivial Pursuit, which we'll get to, which I believe I'm winning. Um, um,
1: excuse me. It is tied 3-3. Yeah, I'm winning. So what? <laughs> while <laughs> this we is, do that. This is what I have to deal with all on the time. a daily basis. All the time. So while we do that,
0: what we do is we like to break every, uh, you know, break the walls down. With four different categories. We got potpourri, which will be next week. Movies, which will be next week. We just did our music uh, podcast. Which, again, highlighting the music of the month. And now we're doing TV. So this TV episode happens to be a little special. And that's why I'm giving a nice intro. Because this is May. And for those that don't know, at least in the 90s. May is historically when your favorite shows go off the air. And maybe don't come back. This is the time where... A majority of uh, syndicated sitcoms, not syndicated sitcoms, but just regular you know network sitcoms are going off the air for the summer vacation, ending their season. And this is also where you get a lot of series finales. So this episode we're gonna cover series finales. We're gonna talk about how we feel, what we like most about a series finale. And uh, I'm gonna ask Jen off the top of her head. I already kind of warned her, but we're gonna ask her off the top of her head give me some over-unders, some numbers about what she thinks certain things did back then and what they've done now in terms of numbers for series finales. So, Jen, you ready to dive in with me?
1: Yes, but just um, a disclaimer. I did not do any preparation. You warned me. I have no idea what numbers. Like, you could say... 13 billion people or it could be 2 million and like either way those numbers are big so i they're in the same bucket to me and i know that they're very different i'm not stupid but like as far as like how many people watched a season finale like i'd have no i'd have no concept
0: well i'm gonna we're we're, we're gonna get there because we're gonna talk about um you know the big show that that ended here and then we're gonna kind of get into some of the other shows on the backside for some fun but let's start with events so the events that i found I guess Major League Baseball at the time was... MLB. MLB. <laughs> Expanded to go from, I believe, CBS to now also like NBC, ABC, like different networks. So mm-hmm. that was a big thing for, I guess, regional and local sports to expand off of just one network. They were kind of calling it, I what I read was like the MLB network or something like that, but... Could have been the first time of the MLB network. I know you're looking at me, your eyes glazed over. Because anytime I say baseball, by the way, Jen just loses it because she's like, oh, PTSD from being around older men that I found their retirement uh, based on 162 baseball games a year.
1: I mean, but- listen, I like baseball, I don't dislike baseball. Well, it's my favorite type of thing, my favorite sporting event to attend.
0: It's true. Baseball is enjoyable. But Mm -hmm. so that, that kind of happened. That was something that I saw here in the research as like an event that occurred that now we're getting like an expansion of like broadcast rights for Major League Baseball. I guess, you know, in the early 90s, it wasn't as big and prominent today. As we know, or as most people know, you can get this content. There are regional networks that broadcast for the most part different teams and then there's also national networks like MLB network or all the stuff to get different games and that's for basically all sports but back in the 90s kids it just was whatever was on the dial or whatever it said in the box score in the newspaper
1: on a dial it wasn't the 60s I had a dial I had a dial TV we talk about this all the time yeah but our dial TVs were probably from the 60s they were like in the little room that you'd have a little dial TV but the real TV you had a remote like a normal you had a little guide channel. Jen, like it wasn't. Jen. Nineteen fifty eight. Two,
0: four, five, seven, nine, and eleven. Those are the broadcast networks that you get for free by plugging your cable in. That's the dial. That's the shit you could get with rabbit ears. That's the shit. that Okay.
1: I, we out. didn't have rabbit ears. <sighs> we had. We had.
0: You didn't have a TV with rabbit ears for real. Did you have mm-hmm. a black and white TV?
1: <sighs> no. No. We. I, I'm trying to think. There was a dial TV. You know, maybe it looked like it was made out of wood grain or something. It was it wasn't very big in like the office room. Okay. Um, but it wasn't, it was color.
0: We had multiple black and white TVs.
1: I mean, that's, that's wild.
0: I mean, you wonder why now when I just collect TVs in this house and I just have more and more TVs.
1: I mean, the amount of t- the only black and white TVs I ever saw that maybe like a friend had, I don't remember, was like a tiny little like eight inch TV or 10 inch TV in the kitchen. That, sure. I remember someone had a TV in the kitchen, and I was like, wow, that is some dedication to having TV. Do you remember TV's? that
0: they used to mount TVs, and they used to be, like, seven-inch screens, and they used to mount them, like, under the cabinets? Do you remember that? Like, in a kitchen. You'd have, like, the TV, like, mounted under the cabinet. You, do you ever know people that had that?
1: No, because I didn't grow up <laughs> in, a, in a ritzy area. Um, <laughs>
0: but... I say that all the time. I did not grow up in a ritzy I just remember it because I'm like, that is the dumbest fucking... I would always think it was so dumb. And then, by the... Towards the middle to the tail end of the 90s, it was always the 13-inch TV. Everybody had that 13-inch tube TV, like, pushed next to the micro. Like, I remember we had it on a a microwave cart. Like, we had it in the kitchen. Like, you had it. We
1: didn't have a TV. I mean, I think kitchen... Listen, no offense to anyone that has a kitchen TV. I feel like a lot of houses now have more of an open thing where you could watch the living room TV from the kitchen. That's what our house has. That's what a lot of... But I am judging you if you have a little TV in your kitchen a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, here's the Maybe deal. Maybe not in the 90s, but now. I Here, probably Here's the deal. I hear you about that. However, like even in our
0: old house, you know, in our, our first house that we had, we had a wall that blocked basically the living room and the kitchen. So it wasn't an open concept, right, but right. I would always bring my iPad in there. So I hear you, but now things have changed so much that like, I would have my iPad. You can just have that screen on the go if you want it. You're thinking about it wrong. Like, you know, just saying. I'm
1: just saying music exists.
0: It does. I, uh, you know, for the most part, when I, whenever I'm cooking, it's usually around time a sporting event. Again, we mm. digressed, but <clears throat> if I'm cooking on a football Sunday or something, I might have it on.
1: Well, that, yeah, listen, we're in a different, I'm really not judging you. I don't, I
0: don't So, judge. another event that occurred that we're in, that I wanted to bring to your attention, Seinfeld Season four's finale. Now, the Seinfeld Season 4 finale was a 60-minute finale that led into the Cheers finale.
1: I can't get out of my head that Seinfeld's series finale was this year. And it wasn't. But for, when you just said that, I'm like, wait, no. What was the series finale? No. But you're right. It, season okay. 4 finale. I can't... <laughs> I can't stop it. 60-minute
0: episode. Right? And it led into the the Cheers finale, which was a 90-minute episode. Okay. Now, the season 4 finale of Seinfeld, right? Do you, know, do you have any idea? You didn't really watch Seinfeld.
1: No, I watched <laughs> it more like in syndication... My parents didn't really like it, so it wasn't like on. So
0: it actually wrapped up this like storyline, or you know, yeah. not wrapped up, but it was like there was the running storyline for that season was that they were trying to write a pilot show, basically writing Seinfeld within Seinfeld, like a show about nothing. <laughs> and so they like pitched it and shot it, and so when they shot it, they had actors and actresses like playing them. Because it was George and Jerry that wrote the the pilot.
1: I've actually never seen... I've seen a lot of... I've seen, you know... Right. So the, the, most of the bigger thing. I've never seen that.
0: So that's this whole, like, season four through thread. And then we were talking about series finales, which we'll get to when we... You know, spoiler, we're going to spoil a lot of series finales. I mean... But in that episode, in the series finale of Seinfeld, they hearken back to that. Because in that episode, they're on the airplane because they were going to, like, meet executives, I think, to, like, reignite that pilot that they had done about the show about nothing. Right? So it's like a full circle thing. This is like... So in the first season, it's just, you know, whatever. Se- second couple of seasons... Like they, you know, like I I can't, like, say that I remember it all in order. Because I don't. But I do remember, like, these episodes. And then I remember, like, kind of the ones, like, after it. Because then I started to, ca- like, casually... Like, it could be on at, like, 9 o'clock. and Especially by, like, 95. But that was the thing that I want to bring to your attention. Because we were talking... You know, when we talk about series finales, they br- they harken back to that. And this was a 60-minute supersized episode. What do you know about the show Family Matters? Um,
1: what was it S- Stefan Urkel? Is that his, like, fancy name?
0: Stefan Urkel. So we were <laughs> just listening to a podcast. I think we were listening to a podcast or something. And they were talking about Steve Urkel. And they were talking about how he was just supposed to be on, like, one episode. And then ended up, like... He was really? always supposed to be, like a, like, a one-time guest star. And then, like, the whole thing blew up, right? But this was, for those that don't know, but I knew... And I'm wondering if you knew. This, on their season finale, was the last episode of Judy and Rachel. The daughters that just, like, disappeared.
1: There were two? Yeah. I or, knew was, like, there two was... characters
0: that just disappeared. I knew
1: there was a daughter that disappeared. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought there was only one.
0: Well, I guess this <laughs> Rachel comes back, but Judy's just gone. Because I remember it was, like, <laughs> what was it? Like, Eddie, I think? like, mm-hmm. And this is off the top of my head. So it's, like, bro- the brother's Eddie. And then Laura is, right? It's Laura? Or Laura or Laura? Or Laura. That Steve's obsessed with, Stephen Urkel.
1: Okay, time out. Remember on a previous podcast, we were saying, I was like, oh, what was that word that you that, that was being broadcast on the internet that like people heard two different words? It was Laurel and Yanni, because you just said Laurel, and I brought it back. Yeah. Her name was Laura.
0: Laura. Okay, so it was like Laura, Steve, Eddie, and Judy. And Judy had like minimal storylines, and she's just gone. Like, gone. This is, like, her last episode. Never, they never mention that this daughter is nothing. She's gone. So I thought that was funny when I was like... It's
1: hilarious. Because
0: as a kid, like, I remember, like, the yeah, show would be on. uh And, like, the show kind of went from, like, an earlier... Like, most of them do. Even, like, you know, like, Fresh Prince. Like, most of them... Once they kind of get their their timing, and then they hit their formula, that, like, these other, you know, maybe bigger things go away. And then it just became, like, a joke show between, like, Earl and Steve. Stephen Urkel. Steve Urkel, Steve, uh, Steven, Steve Urkel. Because then it became about like, like Carl, Carl, not Earl. Earl
1: I'm like, who Carl. the hell is Earl? Carl.
0: Like, so then it becomes to... like Carl Winslow all, and like, cause they're always doing dumb right, shit. Right, right, right. So then, like, that's what it did. Like, every week, uh, I remember one where they're like covered in flour. I remember one, they wrestled the Bushwhackers, some fucking WWE, like, all sorts of dumb shit. But this what? is the last appearance of Judy. Yeah, hundred percent. Bushwhackers were on there. I showed it to you before. We talked about it. I'm like the Bushwhackers wrestled them in like a wrestling thing.
1: I blocked it out. Um. So. Yeah, I did know. I did know that there was a daughter that disappeared. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't aware that there were two. That's even. Could you imagine if like?
0: I don't know if it was a second one or if it was like a. It might have been like a. Might have been. Didn't they have like a living aunt? Or something. I don't know, cause I that's didn't...
1: what it must be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I
0: didn't like go all the way through, but I feel like they had a living aunt or something. That's what it was, and I think so. Maybe like she just, cause like the the next season starts and they're just not there. So.
1: Yeah, they had. Uh, I think it was the. I don't remember the mom's name. I think it was her sister or something, and then her third. Yeah, they had a daughter.
0: Now we had an, a debut to go along with a series finale, which we're gonna dive into this in June, in our special episode. But say by the bell of college years, so everybody graduated. And then we bring back most of the cast that wants to continue pretending to be 10 years younger than they really are.
1: <laughs> so that was our debut.
0: We got saved by the Bella College years.
1: God, the, the, the hate that you have.
0: Here are, I'm going to run through the series finales with you. And then we're going to talk about series finales. And then we're going to dive into the Cheers finale. These shows left the air. And I think they're pretty, a lot of like iconic 90s, at least early 90s stuff. Quantum Leap.
1: Okay, did you watch that?
0: I did not. I know a lot of people that did. I I I went to college, a lot of people did. I didn't either. Yeah.
1: But I heard it was very good. Doesn't he, like, go back in time to a different place or a different time? He's, like,
0: I think what it is, he's, like, caught out of time. And so he, like, more, like, jumps into people. So then the actor, I think it's Scott Bakula. could be wrong. But then the actor is playing that person. So, like, he'll jump into, like, a Vegas showgirl. And he has to, like, do something. So then he's, like, in drag, I think, in one of them. Then another one, he's, like, a pilot or is this but is it that.
1: him or is it like a different actor? i think it's
0: him. no 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 he like he you see him right you see him as the audience you see him but he's in, it's supposed to be in that person's body and he's trying to get back to like his body and like his timeline
1: so like the other people in this universe are seeing a different person they're but, seeing but the, the same the, person
0: so if you and i are podcasting and then boom quantum leap some the guy leaps into me he you see me and i'm talking like me but then the audience sees the character as me here being like, what am I doing here? What problem do I have to solve here? I'm pretty sure that that's finally. No?
1: Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I've never seen it. Scott Bakula, right? It is Scott Bakula, yeah.
0: yeah and that's what it was. So every week he go from timeline to timeline fixing problems. And then he would like jump out to the next timeline. The Wonder Years.
1: Mm-hmm. I watched that. I liked that.
0: Knots Landing, which I remember that was a show that my parents talked about.
1: I remember that existing, but I never saw it.
0: Golden Palace. So last year we oh, lost yeah. the Golden Girls, and the backdoor series finale of the Golden Girls was the Golden Palace, which I told you about, where they buy like a hotel and they call
1: it the Golden Palace, and so they all live there. There has like there is a Chinese food <clears> restaurant <throat> called the Golden Palace that we've been to. 100%. Am I right? Am I correct? Because every time you say Golden Palace, I forget. I-, I can't think of what it really is because I'm just like Chinese food. I'm just 100%. <laughs> it just makes me think of it.
0: Cheers. Saved by the Bell, Life Goes On.
1: Oh, I forgot about Life Goes On.
0: Yep, and, and Designing Women. These were like eight shows that I picked because I remember Designing Women being on like syndication, right? It's like a bunch of like, old, like not older, but maybe like 40 something women that like yeah. live and they like design
1: clothes or something, right? Um, I You know, it's funny. I didn't watch it too often. I can see the set and I can see the, the I could see, it, I feel like it was basically four women. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the Golden Girls, with but like really maybe big more, with really big, really big hair. hair. Yeah, they all had big hair. Circa like you know nineteen eighty seven, and they oh my gosh look at this picture. They're all <laughs> wearing these eighties fabulous business suits. Hmm.
0: And they're like designing. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. like design stuff or home design. Like, yeah, oh, I'm not sure show. exactly <laughs>
1: what they designed, but um, I mean I think it was a pretty. I don't know much about it, but I think at the time it was probably pretty cool because like it was for women that were basically these like big haired powerful well again i think i I don't know i
0: feel like they were maybe southern-ish or something and so then the vibe or the bent was the idea of like golden girls where like here's four women in a house like here's four women in a house and you know i am
1: happy though because i felt like i was gonna look it up and they were all gonna look 25 and i was gonna feel ancient yeah i mean (laughs) i think they, they might even be in their thirties, but you mm-hmm. know, back then you definitely looked like you were 48 if you were 32 100%. because you had the business suit and the hair and the things. 100%. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really watch it, but I know it was a big deal. Yeah.
0: I, I remember it because, uh, as a child of the nineties, one of the big things is that at least with me, my parents would sometimes drop me off at my grandparents' house. So when they dropped me off, my grandparents had cable, but they didn't, they only had like so many, you know, like cables only like 40 channels or something. So it wasn't, at the time, it wasn't a ton of, like, shows. So, like, let's say on a Saturday. That shit might be on at, like, 8 o'clock on a Saturday. Like, reruns of this stuff because it was in syndication. So this stuff is just on and, like, you know, my grandma would watch it. But not even be watching it. It would just be on while she's reading, like, a newspaper or something in the background. Like, it would just be on. And, like, I couldn't change it. There's not really much to change it. Because when you were a kid back then, you wanted to watch Nickelodeon. You wanted to watch maybe MTV. You wanted to watch that sort of stuff. But, like... It was, like, Nickelodeon was, like, for kids, so if your grandparents were like, I don't want to watch this stupid shit, like, you weren't watching it, you know, there was one remote, one control, one TV, so I remember, like, casually seeing episodes of this.
1: I will say, I think one thing about, like, um, living, so my mom worked nights, right? So I was basically always just with my dad at night. There was no chance that I was ever going to be exposed to something like Designing Women. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there were a lot of things that I feel like a lot of people watched or, or was part of their lives that I just have a complete blank on because my dad's, like, not going to watch But it, Saturday night
0: was, like, a dead zone for TV and, yeah. like, Saturday because it's just, like, there would be sports, but then it's just a dead zone because, like, p- adults people are People have
1: lives. Yeah,
0: but also, like, they just didn't you know, Especially back shows. then.
1: I mean, it, there was no, you know...
0: So, you already that had no in
1: internet camp. back in the day. Yep, so, like, you went out and like did shit. Saw right. people.
0: I just yeah. remember this being on, let's say, like 8 30. So, like, I'm like 10, and I'm like, <sighs> but I mean, you know, hey, designing women. It's women designing.
1: No, I need to talk to you. Did you watch Life Goes On? I saw a couple episodes. Um, I loved it. Okay, it's fair. I don't, I have such a bad memory now um, about things. But I remember. Um, Really loving it. Yeah, and like the one sister, Becca, I think it was Becca, had a boyfriend that had AIDS. Or HIV. Oh, so they were just
0: really leaning into all oh. the storylines
1: then. Like. <sighs> yeah, and it was like she wanted to sleep with him. Um, this is what I remember. I remember that. She really wanted to sleep with him, and he was like, no, I don't want to give you AIDS
0: that's a good call by him
1: but she was just like we could use protection but you know she's a virgin because she's a teenager the whole thing like it was like very heavy but like I don't know I just I really liked it I feel like they were a nice family and then the guy that played Corky what was his name Um, Chris Burke okay the guy that played Corky Mm -hmm. um, who who has Down Syndrome in real life my friend Kristen and I went to the mall one day, like this little nothing mall, the, the SunVet Mall, right? Mm-hmm. For, for those who know, Long Island. We went to the mall and he was there and he was like singing on a stage. And I'll never forget that because it was so random because he was like a celebrity, you know, and this is a nothing. Anyway, um, I I, I digress. I liked that show. Move on. Let, let's move on. with it. So
0: <clears throat> I think... I'll let you choose here the format. So do we want to dive right into a Cheers discussion or do we want to dive into our series finale discussion? What we're looking for in a series finale. I'll let you kind of let you let let you think about that. Because I know I told you yesterday I was going to ask you what you're looking for.
1: I don't know. Let's do Cheers first and then we could do the series finales.
0: Okay. So this was the Cheers series finale. So let me start by asking you a question. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What is the most watched series finale of all time?
1: Oh. Is it Seinfeld or Friends? I think it's Friends. Is so that your final an answer? I, I clearly don't know. MASH. Oh, I would never. Okay. That, yeah. that
0: 105 million people watched the MASH finale. Okay. Back when it aired. Which I, I didn't do the math on that, but I bet you that was about 60% of the United States population at
1: the time. What year did the MASH finale happen?
0: <clears throat> I'm looking it up. Don't, don't worry. Uh, 1983. Okay. Right. Oh, wow. 105 million people watch that again th- you know so now when some of these other numbers that i talk about um and, and we go through it's this cheers finale is like the biggest one to happen since the rise of cable because now that there's cable you have other options when you only had a few channels like kind of everybody watched mash you know like i remember my dad would have mash on and on like days. it would come on after like football or golf he's always watched i fucking hated mash
1: i no offense Agree. And the song from M.A.S.H., it makes yeah. me it makes me feel really yep. bad on my insides. And I don't know why I, I, I like hate it. it. It It's almost like nails on a chalkboard to me. Like, like no, please, please
0: stop. I'm going to throw three shows at you. And then I want you to mm-hmm. tell me which one had the higher finale. OK. So Friends. OK. Everybody Loves Raymond. OK. Game of Thrones. Uh Rank them.
1: Okay. So I think you threw Everybody Loves Raymond in there for a reason. So I'm going to say that's one. Friends is two. Game of Thrones is three. And the reason is because that was at a time when you watched something when it aired. And Game of Thrones, if you missed it, you could just watch it on HBO Max like the next day.
0: So Friends had 52.5 million people watch it. Okay. In 2004. Raymond had 32.9 okay. million people watching. That
1: makes it. more sense. I honestly thought Friends was more, watching but I just thought you were trying to throw me a curveball.
0: The curveball is Game of Thrones. Just think about how much people talked about that. 19.3 million people total watched that. So you think about... When it aired or in general? I think in general.
1: I don't know. I think it's when it aired.
0: Jen, I'm telling you that I think this number is in general. Because I, I what happens is you're thinking about 19 million people.
1: Devil's in, Advocate. Uh-huh. You're talking about 19 million househo- households. We watched it with our friends who came over. No, no. I know this includes other... that. This but is... how, would, how would you know that?
0: Because because you're basically... I didn't...
1: I never input it into some system that I because, watched it. Because no. you're
0: saying one person watched it and then you're assuming it's a household of four. That's how they do it. Then they're like adding
1: four. But I... I... I'm saying that there were literally, like, people gathering to watch it together. Like, we watched it with another household. Our friends that we'd watched Game of Thrones with in the last season. So there are other people that did that. It's fair if you want to go Even, like, when we watched a Breaking Bad finale, we watched it with our friends from
0: another household. Breaking Bad. 10.28 million people watched Breaking (sighs) Bad. Wow. So I'm mentioning these things just because we watched it. The Lost finale, which was a huge event. 13.5 million people watched it. That's how many people watched it. How many people watched Cheers? Take a guess. Uh,
1: 45 million. 80.4 million. Wow. After
0: it was adjusted after time, it came out to 93 million people, which was 40% of the United States population watched the finale of Cheers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we did. You know, I think everybody watched that show.
0: So I gave you those numbers because those, the reason those numbers decline is because you know, especially now with media and things being segmented. When you get into your bubble, you're hearing voices in your bubble. This is a this is a national, this is a network thing. This right. is like, there's only so many. And then with the rise of cable, people stop watching network shows. So they aired this as a 90-minute finale. Do you know why they did that? No. They sold between 25 and 30 commercials at $650,000 a commercial. Wow! To air during this,
1: cool.
0: They sold like out Super Bowl the Hollywood Bowl for people to watch it there. They, I guess, Jay Leno afterwards had the cast on the night that it ended. Like everybody had been drinking at like the bar, or the set of Cheers. It was a huge fucking event.
1: Oh, we should have watched. We event. should see if we could find that
0: huge event. So that's why I went. Like I went through some of these numbers now. Some some Cheers facts here, which are pretty cool when you go back and rewatch Give them to me. it. Cheers is one of the first shows where they actually wanted to, and the creators said that they were sorry about it, where they actually deviated from the prior formulas of not serializing their um, their content. So Cheers really became something that, like, they had multiple storylines that would be take place over multiple episodes. Because before that, everything would kind of wrap itself up nicely in 30 minutes. So if you went to happy days or you went to whatever if
1: you missed a show you didn't
0: miss four or five or you got to come back in so actually the creators apologized they're like we're sorry that we kind of like created this beast because we did that no because casual they changed how people watch tv because if you didn't follow along you wouldn't know why is that person not with that person or why is this not with that because it that's just how it it grew right like we as viewers i don't necessarily remember watching the cheers finale i'm sure i did But I don't necessarily remember watching it at the time. I definitely saw it because then the show immediately became in syndication. So I saw it after that. But uh, it's one of those things that we as viewers then take for granted that like Seinfeld and Friends, they just blossom out of that. And then that's how you get these multi-storylines. Because when we watch Friends now on reruns, all of a sudden they'll be like, here's an episode from season six. And you're like, oh, okay, this is when like Ross and Rachel are not together. And then all of a sudden they have an episode where... They are together. Well, I don't
1: know why they do that. I hate that they do that. Just put it in order when you, but when
0: back, you play it. But back in the day, you could just play episodes because it didn't matter because none of it. And was I see. Well,
1: I think they do that because I'm pretty sure if you watch like the nine o'clock episode of Friends, right? Say it's season four, episode three. <clears but> then <throat> if you watch it at nine o'clock the next day on Nick and Night, it'll be season four, episode four. <laughs> yeah, I but think that's it's what still they do. like if I just put it on, I want to see, I want to see it chronologically.
0: So list. Cheers, what they did is they had a they had a bunch of writers that would write for the show. And the cold open was usually written by, like, maybe the second squad of writers or whatever it was, and never had anything to do with the actual show, which I thought was pretty cool. That is And sometimes they'd cut it if there wasn't time, but it had nothing to, like, do with the show. So whenever, like, a cold open was just, like, its own kind of thing, because I know now on TV, the cold open is huge. Like, you... You're there before the credits because you want to kind of see like, okay, like how is oh, this like, gonna connect?
1: Like, it? like Succession, like Succession, like, oh like, God, a, like Game great. of Thrones,
0: like all these things. Like yep. when they have that cold open, if they have a cold open, and you're like, okay, well this is gonna, you know, all right, hey, we're gonna be dealing with this character. So that was pretty cool. They used film and not videotape, so they filmed it like a real TV, like a movie. And in the first couple seasons, they were like, hey, let's switch to videotape because it just costs more money to film it. Like, that. and they just were like, no. And one of the main things that they that they did is they had multiple cameras, which we know from the type of format, but they had them on all the actors at all times. So all the actors had to react to everything going on, literally like a stage play. Because just because you weren't saying the line didn't mean that they might not catch your reaction to the line that someone else said. You know, a lot of times you think about shows now and they went to that documentary style, let's say in the early 2000s. They still do the, the you know, multi-camera sitcom. But in that documentary style where like... You're the like, Office. Like The Office, where you know that the camera's coming to you to make the funny reaction, or I assume that the camera's like looking for that. This was like, there's just cameras on you at all times. So always be moving. And the writers always wanted the people to be moving. So when you rewatch it, you could see they're always... The characters are constantly in motion. They're never stagnant. They're never just standing there. Now, obviously, if you're sitting at the bar like Norm, you're sitting at the bar like Norm. But Sam and Woody and Carlo, they're always moving around doing something. So they always have them moving. They don't have them stationary oh that's cool yeah so it's something you can watch when you rewatch it you'd be like oh that's why sam's always or woody's brushing a glass or doing they're always moving right so some of that's kind of like improvised per se you know but it's also like hey Mm -hmm. it's also
1: like (laughs) realistic i mean i worked in a bar and you know you're not sometimes when there was nothing going on you could just kind of sit there for a little bit but you know you'd be kind of like cleaning your glasses getting your stuff ready like Especially if there's people you didn't really want to sit there and talk to, mm-hmm. you know. I make mean, busy
0: work. But then I read too that in the video game Fallout 4, which took place in Boston, which I remember playing this game. This is in 2015. If you go there, they had the Cheers bar oh, with cool. Norm and um, Cliff dead at the, the thing because it was supposed to be like the Fallout series is supposed to be just like a nuclear bomb. They're dead. There's, the Fallout series is supposed to be like there's a nuclear bomb that goes off in like the 19, let's say 60s. So everybody's in these vaults underground. So you come out like 40 years later and there's still people that are alive and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like they're there. So it's funny. And the bar is still there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> at the end of this the show, the agent for the writers and the creators, he's the guy that's actually banging on the door to get in. Or knocking on the door to get in. Yeah. Same as Bob Boder. So I thought that was a pretty cool little piece of trivia. And the actual Cheers bar is called the Bull and Finch Pub. That's the real location that they use as the outdoor location for Cheers to film the outdoor stuff.
1: Yeah, and then the, the inside looks stuff. completely different.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's um, cool. So we watched the Cheers series finale. Um, and I had seen Cheers a lot, of, like I said, as a kid, just because it would be, you know, if you stayed up a little too late, it would come on after the, the news. And it was in syndication, at least in the 90s. Then that gave way after Seinfeld ended the Seinfeld. Then that gave way to friends. And then it just keeps going. To, then it was, like, Raymond and King Queen. Like, it just kept going. For those of us that grew up before Netflix was really a thing, if you wanted to just put on a sitcom to go to sleep, that's kind of how it how it worked, right? You had to put what was on the network. And network news would always come out at 11. And then they'd always have, like, Letterman or Leno or whatever at 11.30. So on the local, at least where we grew up, there was a Channel 11, WPIX in the Northeast. And so they had their news at 10.00. And Fox also had its news at 10. It was an hour-long news program, and after that news program at 11, when the other stuff had news, you know, ABC, NBC, whatever, then they would start playing these shows. So I remember it would play Cheers and then Wings. That's why yeah. I remember. Wings was oh, like Oh, yeah, I remember Wings.
1: Yep. Cheers and Wings. Something.
0: Now, there was crossovers. Uh Cheers went to Cheers and Wings was one episode and all that good stuff, but
1: Oh, they lived in the same universe, too.
0: Yeah. Because <clears throat> well, they're on the same network, but we watched the last episode of Cheers and uh, kind of looking at some reviews that people had said at the time, they said maybe it's a little too long, maybe it's a good episode, wasn't a bad episode. What were your impressions watching it when we watched it? We just watched the last episode, put it on the whole, you
1: know. Yeah, like the three part. Um, I remember I did see this because mm-hmm. I remember that there was a plane scene. I don't know why that's always a thing that sticks I, out I remember to that
0: me t- I, I remember the whole thing with the captain talking, the whole thing. I remember the whole
1: so thing. in my mind, though, they end up together.
0: Right. Okay. That's fair.
1: So when we watched it and they didn't end up together, Sam and Diane, is it Diane or Diana? Diane. Diane. Yeah, Sam and Diane. Um, So when they didn't wind up together, I was kind of like, oh, I thought they did. And then I was like, wait, so like, instead of like, he's just going to go back to this bar and kind of like, not pursue anything else with his life. But now rethinking it, I'm like, no, that, it it actually does make sense and it is a nice ending. But I wish that Diane came back and was like, "I'm gonna stay here with you." Now, that's just me. I just like a nice happy ending. I want the Ross and Rachel to be together at the end. That's what I want, and didn't happen. So it kind of made me a little bummed.
0: Yeah, so I know when we were talking about <clears throat> Cheers, and I know, you know, the thing about Cheers, you know, especially like in our life, you know, like we had a local bar for a while and that was there, and we would all go, and people would know your name and. That Whole vibe, but this is in like the mid 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, so for me, when I watched this again, I remembered kind of the same feelings that I did when I was a kid and I saw all this stuff. Um, like as an adult again, watching it, I was like, No, Diane sucked. Like, Diane really did suck. No, she, she did, she really did suck. She really so did. So it's like, and Sam,
1: she I feel absolutely like they should have been was together, the worst, right?
0: So, like, that was kind of like good, you know, no offense at all. Um, to the to, Shelley Long, I believe, who plays Diane.
1: Oh, she does an amazing job. Amazing job because she's just insufferable, yeah.
0: But you look at these two people and, you know, Carla really speaks for the audience where you're just like, (laughs) you just knew relationships where you're like, those people just shouldn't be together, like, at all. There's just nothing about them that makes it good for the people around them and then also themselves because they may be happy in the moment or in a few moments, but really they don't work out. And that, to me, when I said to you before, rolls back into a series finale. I want a series finale to wrap up the time and place that I've spent with these characters. I want to know that the world it, it continues after I leave, right? And that if we did want to ever pick up again, we could potentially pick up again in that same universe. That's what I want from a series finale. I don't... You know, we were talking about different series finales. Yeah, um, We mentioned, for example, again, this is a complete spoiler section, so if you don't know series finales from shit that happened... I mean, happened, the thing is, if no you're, if you're years,
1: listening to this, you... Yeah. you this is 30 years ago. You know what you're saying.
0: But I'm saying like like the show Six Feet Under where it's like, we're going to show you each one of the characters die. Like,
1: okay. How they die, yeah.
0: So that, again, you could still go back and mine the world, but it, it literally ties a bow on the story. If you're like, hey, I need to see the characters end. versus something That was like, a good
1: ending. It was really Versus good.
0: something like the Sopranos ending, which has been dissected and talked about mm-hmm. and looked about in film school, where it's basically Not like, about. you know, David Chase is like, it's all right there. And if you think about it, if you mine back into it, you're like, well what would make sense is that he died because that's Mm -hmm. what he said. When you
1: die, you fade to black, right? And, like, it's so simple. It's just the... It's so simple that people were like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Right. But, of course, it's, like, the simple thing. And you just don't want Tony Soprano to have died. So you're like, no. But, obviously, he does like but, he has to but
0: the devil's advocate of that is like if he didn't die it's still the end of your time with the character but you never know because they didn't he didn't they didn't continue and th- that ended and obviously James Gandolfini passed like you never go back and mine that again I don't think in a tangible way because what are you gonna do pick up 15 20 years later now and not have Tony Soprano and you obviously have to write him out of the show because you can't do anything with that so those are the two dichotomies. You have stuff in between, like we talked about with uh, the Friends series finale, where that one kind of wraps up the location, where it's like, everybody's left New York City, but they're, I would assume they're all still friends, and they're all still, you know, especially Chandler and Ross, because, you know, Chandler's with Monica, they have kids, they're moving out to Long Island, like, Ross is with Rachel, so, like, but you assume But then Ross and they Rachel
1: kind of get back together at the end, they which do. is yeah, yeah, to raise all my heart wanted. Yeah. But,
0: um, but from a story standpoint,
1: it's Phoebe just. Phoebe has. And Phoebe has Paul Rudd.
0: But from a story standpoint, it's just wrapping up Friends, but it, I don't think it does, like, the characters a ton of necessary justice. It makes you feel happy. It doesn't do the. the it's all I want. Right. Makes you feel happy. No,
1: it gave you that <sighs> Ross and Rachel ending that I feel like most Friends fans really wanted.
0: But truly, I feel like. And you, what's
1: going on with Joey? Did he, like, get. Like, he a goes big, to California. He goes to California, yeah. Right? like the yeah, Joey yeah. show. He yeah, yeah. had
0: to be an actor. But. When you go back and you look at that, you're like, okay, so we did that ending and that series finale. You really,
1: I liked that series You finale. really
0: can't pick the characters up again because that location doesn't exist, right? Because that was their grandma's apartment. That was the whole thing. It was yeah. their grandma's apartment and then, like, they were getting it for mad cheap and that's why they were able to live there. Like, that apartment now is going to someone else. Like, it's gone, so they all can't live within proximity. Now they grew up.
1: We never watched the Friends reunion thing.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. We have to watch that. Okay, anyway. That's
0: fine. So, <laughs> that's uh, that's my life here. We're on a tangent. We didn't watch the Friends reunion thing. But, um, <laughs> the idea that they just kind of like all kind of scattered to the wind and then the location's gone, so you really can't do the show again. Like, you can with the characters, but you lose the location. That's kind of why I love Cheers, because it's like, okay, they're not going to be together. The bar is still there. People will come and go. People can leave, but the spirit of it remains. You know, and that's kind of what I like from a series finale. So I really enjoyed the series finale because, again, you could pick it up now and be like, "Here's Sam, who's coach, right? He's like coach's age." You know, if you wanted to, here's Ted Danson, who's probably in his seventies, and be like, "Hey, he's still tending bar, or he had a son." Did you just throw
1: a, t- uh, a what's his name? Ted Danson. No coach. Yeah,
0: coach is the guy that from the first four seasons that's tending bar that dies, oh, and okay, Woody takes okay, over okay.
1: for him. Yeah, gotcha.
0: Well, because people got upset. And if you watched at the end of the show when he walks by and he, like, um, fixes the Geronimo picture on mm-hmm. the wall. People got upset that they didn't mention Coach in the, the Cheers finale. Gotcha. But they did because that um, that Geronimo picture was in his office. So it was like a throw. Like a to him.
1: nod to him. Yeah,
0: that they, like, straightened it. But he could be, like, in that role and be like, hey, I'm going to turn the keys over to somebody else if you ever want it. But not that you would because I feel like it went out just the way it would. But you can kind of always know, like, that is still happening in your mind. Like... Breaking Bad, for example, we were talking about that one too, and that wraps up the show. And it does leave you in a spot where you're like, well, maybe you know, because people immediately had like the maybe he imagined all this, maybe that didn't really go down like this, maybe this, maybe that. But like, I feel like everything's there for you to take it and be like, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and be like he imagined everything, if not, like it's all there for you to see and how it ends and you know, one would assume that the character that you were told had a death sentence from the beginning has died, Um, but. Then they went back and mined the world again with Better Call Saul, and I know that they did, like, future, you know... supposedly so good. Spots to the future, and that's what makes it hard for me, because I'm like, well, you know, the location was part of all this, but it's really the story of these characters, and, like, I feel like they did such a good job that, like, I I didn't want to go, like, back into that world. I felt like it was really dark, so that's why we didn't end up watching Better Call Saul, which we probably will at some point. How do you feel? Like, how do you feel? Like, what is your perfect thing? I
1: think I think Breaking Bad was a perfect finale. That's I perfect. Think it, I actually really also, like... Don't come at me. You could say it. I like the way that Game of Thrones ended. I thought the last season sucked and was rushed. And I don't disagree with all those feelings that people had. That they were like, this is a really dark episode. It was hard to see. I agree. Um, it was supposed to be dark. But I also agree that it could have been a little bit more visible. Right. Um, a lot of the things that happened were dumb and weren't sussed out, but the actual ending to that story, just like the way everything turned out, I really, it felt good. The last episode, I was like, oh man, like my man Tyrion, he, he's doing well. Like every, like everybody was kind of where I felt like they needed to be. I was really happy for Sansa. Like it just, a lot of things happened that made me feel good, even though that last season was horseshit. Um... And Breaking Bad, like that that season finale, I, I would say was probably the best season finale I've when, ever seen.
0: When, when we watched the Breaking Bad series finale, I would say that that was probably, probably one of the better ones that mm-hmm. I've seen too. I mean, I have to really go through and think about, you know, some because there's other shows that are smaller that maybe, you know, you like them more. And other shows like, for example, Parks and Rec had a lot of uh, fake cancellations where they're like, are we going to come back after season three? Are we going to come back after season four? So they would keep writing like finales for the characters. Yeah, Especially that last season where they did come back. But it was like they they wrote it like four years into the future to show like okay Leslie Nope's like here and all these things, so um, that's like harder because they didn't really get like a proper you're gonna get five seasons like Breaking Bad's like you get your five seasons here's your thing and the momentum grows and I feel like they told a complete story. My problem with Game of Thrones, which I'll just say here, um, has nothing to do. And again, in the future now, especially you know House of the Dragon comes out. And you, we just immediately are like, okay, it's not Game of Thrones because it's not what that was. And you can literally read whatever it is, but it brings you back to that world. You're like, I just, I 100%. do want to hang out in this world and yeah. I do want to see these characters play around. The acting incredible. I see like the store, I'm interested. I love the setting. It's way too, it's... Well, it's more <sighs> graphic and brutal, but yeah. having said that, to go to Game of Thrones, the fact that they pushed all these characters into where they had to go and now they're considering or they are doing another show after that like I'm here for that because then it's like okay it's not necessarily that you're writing a wrong but you you know moved your pieces and now you're continuing you know to maybe get to a, a satisfying conclusion for the characters because I don't feel like you got a real satisfying conclusion for John. I don't think you got a real you know whether Tyrion's in or not for Tyrion I think you got a rushed conclusion and you so, did, 100%. So, like, to wrap it back to Cheers, the reason I think Cheers, I think Cheers is kind of perfect is because it ends with Sam alone in the bar, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch on earth. Because he is. He's surrounded by these friends that are his family and this life that not everybody gets to choose. Not everybody gets to have a white picket fence and two and a half children and a dog and a beautiful house. Sometimes. You're right. Having these people that rely on you and that all care and you all become friends, that is what makes your life meaningful. And yeah. in the case of Sam Malone, he was a Mayday pitch. Uh, Mayday. His nickname was Mayday, which is, it says up there, do you know why? He was a relief pitcher. Oh, yeah, Red yeah, Sox. no, I know. So okay. they bring him I, in. So he, I figured he had, that was, like, yeah. a, a, an existence before he got this bar.
1: My answer was going to be baseballs. Yeah, so um, he had,
0: like, an existence. So it's just one of those things where you're like, it just feels so good. No, to like, you're
1: right. And it's also, there's that, like, there's so much societal pressure to be like, we're going to get married and have kids and have mm-hmm. the white picket fence and the dog. And, like, that is not how everybody's life should be. You know, that's not how everybody 100%. finds happiness. And it's not 100%. that that mold is not, you know,
0: him going to California to, go run, to go run a juice bar. It's not him sitting there. Laughing no. And, and I would have been upset thing. if that's how it ended, too. I just
1: yep. I just want everybody to find love. That's all. But he had <laughs> love.
0: And, that, and that's, I, know, and I when, know when Norm said to him, you know, you always come back to her. It's the bar. Right. Yeah. It's it's the, it's he loves that and he loves that camaraderie and being the leader of that team of people you know, Woody was going to go be the city council. Like, the whole thing was being shook up. Like, the pieces were moving. But if you showed up again 10 years later, probably the same people would still be there. I know. So that's why I really it. Which is happy it. and it's sad. But it's also life. Because your local bar, that's what happens. I know. You know, it's the I same people it. that are there. A hundred percent. And then, you know, that's the ultimate life imitating art. And sometimes I miss it. it I, but, I mean. But other times you're I'm like... <sighs> It was a certain ten year run. Exactly, it was a great ten year run. It was
1: awesome. I'm glad that it happened, and my life is different now. And
0: And it's it's time for Sam to get some new patrons. Maybe keep a couple old ones, but like you know, it's it's time for us to leave that space. It doesn't mean that space won't continue. It doesn't mean that space won't live on. And I think that's what makes a really great series finale. And again, like like I said with some of the other ones that we mentioned, you know, for me the most important thing is wrapping up the location and the characters and kind of keeping it that we can always come back. Because I don't like when we can't. Unless you really tell a great, 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 great ending, like in Breaking Bad. Like Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, but it was perfect. You know, when you talk about something like Breaking Bad or any of those kind of shows, also part of the reason why you can't come back is because the mission statement from the beginning of the show was never "I'm just going to make this show about life and love." The mission statement was "This guy is going to die." What would you know? Let's watch him turn into the villain. Like he's given a death sentence. That's what puts him on this path. And so I think it stayed true to that because there's no way you could be like, all right, he kills everybody and he gets away and the FBI doesn't get him and his family gets all like, it can't end up well because that's not how these things work. Like, it just doesn't work that way. It can't end up well. He no, did such but terrible I was just things. so
1: happy that like, that Jesse got out. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Even though you don't know. Well, you know, later on. What exa- yeah, yeah, I know that can, came- but like, it's still, he's the heart of the show, right? I mean, not to get into Breaking Bad, but. He was the heart of the show at that point. Um,
0: He's the heart of the, of the the meth, meth cooking yeah. RV. And you think about it, even now they have like Doritos, commercials and stuff, and you're just I watching know. it, and you're like, "You guys, like, you're fucking cooking meth." Like, there's just such a specific thing that happened with <laughs> the Sopranos and the Shield and Sons of Anarchy and all these shows that just that wild anti-hero, mm-hmm. where it's al- it was almost refreshing. Game of Thrones was almost refreshing because it was like these people and these characters are nuanced. But there is actual heroes here. There's actually heroes. And then there's actually people that are heroes to other people that maybe like, you know, Daenerys, for example. We look at her potentially towards the end as a villain because of some of the things she did, but she made a lot of different choices that also people had to make in real time, right? Like I have a nuclear bomb, I'm gonna use this nuclear bomb so that I don't kill more people. Like that's like a that's a, a, a big picture societal thing. That's right. what America did in world to end World War II. So her using her dragons like that. You're watching. And it's terrible, but it's also like the only really option because what else could Listen, you really do?
1: I can't have this discussion with you right now because we're already forty seven minutes in. I'll just to say that the only thing she could do was burn down an entire city and all these innocent people with her crazy dragon because her fucking brain popped is not the answer. It is what needed to happen in the story, but no that's, that's not what she needed to do i don't we can't we don't have time we okay. don't
0: but i'm gonna stump for one i want to
1: mention one more season finale too okay. so, so don't let me forget but what were you gonna say I,
0: the only thing i was gonna say is i hear you but from her journey from when we met her and she's over there liberating slaves and doing all these things and she comes back and nobody and she's completely disrespected and they kill all of her people and they kill her fucking dragons and they do all this shit to her She's boxed in a corner. There's not really much she could do. That's why it's a satisfying ending for the character, because you're like, that's all that she could think to do, but we are horrified as viewers, right?
1: Yeah. But I will just, I'll remind you that mm-hmm. while everyone was out there like, Daenerys, the best ever. She's Naming her kids and getting tattoos. I'm looking at you and I'm saying something ain't right with her. 100%. She's narcissistic as fuck. And there's mm-hmm. something going on and she likes power too much. Mm-hmm. And you said... Jen, don't be jelly because she is in control of all these countries and she's got cute little baby dragons and I said I'm not jelly
0: Well remember here's John on the other side who's just so wishy-washy and so everything until I'm gonna do what's right I'm gonna do what's right I'm gonna do what's right and never play any games motherfucker gets killed comes back from the dead and I then mean. he's like this <laughs> fucking sucks it's like I don't and just becomes almost nihilistic then he's like yo you're my aunt so now this doesn't work like bro she wasn't your aunt when you knew she was like we can't get into all that but like yeah it could have whatever I mean we're already in this universe yeah. any anywho cheers film before live studio audience. tell me your series finale that you uh, I just
1: want to say did you like the series finale of The Office because I feel like that one made me feel good because all the characters that you wanted to see were there and they all I don't know
0: full stop We've had this conversation before and... On
1: the, on the podcast?
0: No, in real life. So in real life, we've had this conversation. I did not like the series finale, The Office, because to me, The Office was three different shows. There was a show that... Now, again, I was working in office at the time, as I believe you were for at least part of The Office. Mm-hmm. There was a show that was about office life. Then there became a show when Michael left that was like when it was Robert California that became like a parody of office life. And then when Andy ends up becoming the manager, it's like a whole. It's like three different things, and so I was kind of out by the end, especially with the Fair. whole like the cameraman who was obsessed with Pam the whole time, and like, is Jim gonna leave Pam? And I'm like, okay, because you have to create this strife because you keep following these characters. But to me, Jim and Pam is always like Jim and Pam up to season five. Like I don't. The
1: other stuff is kind of like I don't disagree, but I also <sighs> feel like sometimes that's real life. Like sometimes when I think about our life now and the things that we're dealing with and what's going on I'm like man I feel like our life jumped the shark somewhere around like 2017 you know like sometimes that is that is it's something fair. that really i mean
0: right like it's fair but at the same token why are these same people keep showing up to this fucking paper company that at this point has gone through seven different fucking things
1: because of cheers that's why because they're 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 the people but that... what is
0: cheers cheers is a
1: bar yeah i know but it's just the same idea of like, it's the same idea and it's people, a workplace drama and, and it's making
0: people money right you know like i can understand seinfeld and friends these are like i but i just felt like the office kind of when michael left went a little a little too much
1: yeah no i don't i don't disagree i well, just do
0: here we go so we are here now We're wrapping up our series finale conversation for now. Next month, we're going to be doing a special deep dive episode, our fifth episode of the month. We are going to be talking all about Saved by the Bell. About that series finale, then the college years, and just to dive into what we loved, what we didn't love. That might be three hours. I was just
1: going to say, here's a warning. This is... It's not going to be a (laughs) short one. It's not going to be short. It might be... I don't know. It might be three hours. It might be two two hour episodes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It might
0: be six episodes. I mean, we might just release one every month and just break it I mean, down. I mean, we might
1: else? just who turn into a Save, Save by the Bell podcast. podcast. Yeah, it might just be an, an
0: offshoot. So Okay. Having said that, let's let's get back to what we're doing here. So we are, as we said, the nineties mixtapes, and Jan and I are shilling to get enough money to um or reason to buy the nineties full trivial pursuit game to play that. So you had gotten me these cards for Christmas that are just simple, two little decks of cards with some 90s trivia. It's all over the place. But we are going every week. We're continuing our game. Currently, we're tied 3-3. to
1: Yeah, because the thing is, when we tie one week, we don't count it. Right.
0: Otherwise, it would be like 10-10 or whatever it is. But
1: we are playing 2-10. Yeah. Jen? And the, and the loser...
0: Buys the winner.
1: With the actual 1990 Trivial Pursuit game Mm -hmm. that you have to get on like eBay or or something. Unless you guys like us enough
0: and subscribe and then um, (laughs) (laughs) we get ads and we pay for it. So, Jen, let me get started here. What MLB duo became the first father and son to play on the same team in the same game in 1990?
1: I mean, there's no way I know this.
0: Hold on. I will give you a hint because I care about you. (laughs) Seattle Mariners. I mean, anything
1: you. No. Um, <laughs> I'm like, did okay. you think I, I, mean, I went,
0: Ken Griffey Jr.? You don't remember him?
1: I I know his name. Didn't he get some sort of
0: well, record? His, his dad and him.
1: Okay, I didn't know. It, it
0: was him. them. I didn't Ken know Griffey he had Sr. a dad. Well, that was. I mean, I knew he had a that's dad. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. But I didn't know
1: his dad was a baseball player. But, I Yes. I really, I don't know these things. Okay. God, now I now I feel silly. Okay. What character got a high-tech upgrade in a Super NES game in 1994 with memorable mine cart levels and lots of bananas? Donkey Kong? Yes. Yeah, hell oh, yeah. That a... game, by the way. Great game. so much fun. So
0: much fun. During a 1995 vote for independence, what Canadian province had a turnout of 93% with the Nons defeating the Oys? Calgary,
1: Quebec. Oh, I was going to say Quebec, but then I was like, no. Damn. <sighs> In which 1990s sitcom do the main characters hang out and kvetch at a diner called Monks? Seinfeld. Yes.
0: What is the title of Wes Anderson's first feature length film about three buddies who go on the lamb?
1: Three buddies? Mm-hmm. Wes Anderson? Mm-hmm. First feature film. I've
0: already won, so... On I'll, the Lamb. I'll give you a hint. It's got two brothers in it. Wes Anderson, who does he work with all the time?
1: The Wilson brothers?
0: So what's the movie? Bottle Rocket.
1: Oh, I've, you know I've never seen Bottle Rocket. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I don't need to give this to you because you won, but I'm going to. What baseball pitcher who was born with only one hand incredibly pitched, a Abbott. no-hitter for the Ibb- Abbott New for the Yankees. York Yankees mm-hmm. in September 1993.
0: Oh, Jim Abbott! Mm-hmm. Great. I remember that no-hitter. So, as we said, we are the 90s Mixtapes. I'm your host, Pat, with my lovely co-host, Jen. Like us, subscribe, follow, do all the things. We appreciate all of the listens. We will be back next week. You can like us at at blc underscore pod on Twitter. Hit us up engage Jan. what's our email
1: um our email is becky left the chat at gmail.com
0: we are on spotify we
1: are on we're on most places you get your podcasts we're on apple podcast spotify so we're on pandora you know subscribe Podbean. bean we a wonderful five stars if apes. not this is free
0: so i mean enjoy it we yeah. will be back next week with that potpourri shit that weird fragrant shit in my grandma's fucking candy dish let's go we'll be back